Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, this is Coco, and you're listening to Conversations with Coco and Friends. I am so excited for today's conversation. Today, my longtime friend Carly Burnett is joining us for a conversation you do not want to miss out on. Get your pens ready, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, because Carly's about to throw down some really priceless information for all you hungry entrepreneurs. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> well, Coco's me and Carly Burnett, founder of Tiki's. No introduction necessary if you live on Beyonce's internet. If you don't, then well, welcome to Carly. <laughs> <laughs> Carly, you've been in the fashion game for a long time, but you're basically an anti-fashion person. I am anti-fashion. <laughs> Ever since I've known you, you resisted conventional norms of fashion. In fact, you created tikis out of a need to not want to wear high heels. I remember that. Yes. <laughs> I remember it, it your mom well trying to me. be like, <laughs> Do go it, to yeah. put on the heels. <laughs> you're like, nope. And you just no. made this incredible, I, I guess for lack of better words, flip-flop that mm-hmm. um Ex- extends your leg. It accentuates your your leg to make it almost disappear. Yeah. Make your leg look super long. And that's why all the supermodels wear it. Oh, thanks, Gad. <laughs> um, so how did you take the, this experience or this idea of wanting to create something functional for yourself and grow it into a global business? Oh, <laughs> well, I couldn't find anything out there that was simple, clean, not embellished. Everything was plastic. Everything had rhinestones on it. You know, I feel like everybody had this like idea of a flip-flop. It was like, it was immediately a shower shoe and it just belonged in the shower or at home or at the swimming pool. For me, it was just the need to just like literally slide in and leave and feel like I wasn't wearing anything on my feet. If I could walk out the door barefoot, I would, because then I wouldn't have to think about anything. It was more like the idea of being easy, you know, the ease, the thinking that nothing's on my feet. I felt like, you know, sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm putting on an outfit, you know, I feel like sometimes shoes can be distracting. As much as I love them, you know, cool running shoes and tiki's, of course, but sometimes I just don't want to be distracted. I don't want to look down. I think because I've thought about it, maybe because I was a gymnast for 12 years of my life, I was constantly barefoot and I was just used to that. So I, I think that it just translated into my older life and it was just a need for it, a want. And I just didn't understand because nobody was doing it. And every time I saw someone on the streets, you know, wearing something similar, wearing something that I was looking for, I'd run up to them and ask them and like they immediately tell me, I wish I bought 10 pairs. I got them five years ago in Switzerland or Australia or... So I just knew that, you know, it was a void in the marketplace. It was just that light bulb idea to create a very sleek, minimal leather 
affordable, approachable flip-flop that pretty much disappeared on your foot. And here we are today. Here we are. I'm obsessed. <laughs> 11 years later. <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness. I was going to say, so what was the process? You had the idea uh, uh, and then the, process? God, the 11 years. Back. Um, <laughs> the process. So, you know, at that point, you know, we had this great idea and I discussed it with my a husband, uh, Jesse, because we were actually previously in business together, I dragged him into this industry, <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> and we had this clothing line. Um, we started with t-shirts and it was just a fun thing that we did on the side. I dragged him into it and he sort of did the business aspect of it and the marketing portion of it. We originally had a clothing line. It was great, but it wasn't something I wanted to do. I felt like it was sort of a trend thing. You know, we had to like, you know, reinvent every like, you know, three months. And it was just like, oh God, this is like, I'm not a fashion designer. Like I just had this idea and I just wanted to bring it to life and, you know, and be more of like a classic. Uh, so we went to our pattern maker that um, at the time spoke, well, not at the time, but when we were doing clothing, she speaks Portuguese. So we got her like cold calling all these factories in Brazil. Amazing. Uh, yeah. Cause we, you know, we didn't want to go to China, you know, obviously, you know, you know, we went to somewhere in Toronto, like the sandal man. And he looked at us and he's like, well, I make sandals for Alanis Morissette. <laughs> You know, and if you want, and we're like, okay. Um, anyways, it, we've got so Moving many on. stories. Moving like, on. That wasn't the anyways. question, but okay, yeah. oh, sir, yeah. sandal Thank man. Thank you so much. He had such an attitude. We're like, oh boy. And we move on. So we found this, uh, we actually called Javianas by accident. Oh. It was just one of those. And they pretty much hung the phone up on us. They're like, do you know who we are? And I'm like. No, we, you know, we just want to make a flip-flop. Um, and then uh, we found this guy who's an agent. Um, his family had been in the industry forever. And he gave us a shot to produce what we had in mind. And it was an interesting process. We had different spellings. We had T-E-E-K-E-E-S. Um, but then, it, you know, we Googled it and it meant something like, it was like something with a fraternity. And we're like, okay, no. that's not happening. We had many variations, but we just... We wanted a word that was made up that nobody else would have and that sounded fun, happy, sort of like flip-flop tikis, you know. That's where it started. And we got our first sample probably, I think we were, it took about six months to get it, you know, where we wanted it. And and then we went for it. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's so hype. I feel like it kind of segues really well into our next question, but... Um, you obviously work with your husband, as mentioned, not on this recording. <laughs> Jesse was sitting outside the house doing nothing, like waiting for her. And she's like, leave. <laughs> but you guys obviously work together. You're married. We you do. have a family together. Yes. So has that been part of the plan since day one? Or, you know, I know you just said you dragged him into it, but like, let's it talk about that. <laughs> did. I, you know, people ask me this question all the time. They don't get how we work together. You know, it's it's a lot. Um, but and not to sound cheesy, the day I, I met Jess, like we were inseparable from that day. Um, he He's like my person. He's got qualities that I don't have and I have qualities that he doesn't have. And it just worked really well. It was difficult at the beginning. I couldn't see myself doing it with anyone else. Like even, I couldn't see myself doing it alone. Um, Cause you always, it's nice to have that person that you can lean on. And I'm sure you guys know that can relate to that. Um, but you know, he was, yeah, he was my, he was my guy. I mean, we, yeah, like I said, from day one, we were inseparable. At the beginning, he, 
there were times where we definitely clashed. Um, you know, I feel like it's hard to say, you know, it's a, more of a visual thing. You guys can see, you know, I'm to the left and he's to the right. And sometimes we met in the middle. It was great. But the second you cross over, it gets a little tricky. Um, but those were the earlier days and we found our groove and we worked through it. And, you know, he, I trust him and he trusts me. And that's really difficult, um, you know, in general, in life, especially as you get older. So, yeah, and we challenge each other. And like I said, he's got qualities that like I don't have and I lean on him for that and vice versa. So it just works. We're really lucky. I, I couldn't see it any other way. And you said you said that he works in the, the marketing side of the business, the business aspect. He of the runs business. the he whole runs the business. show. Yes. He and does. You, you run the whole creative piece, so I from do. start to finish, all the yeah. product lines, colors, every, like yes, everything. Yeah, to yeah, do yeah. So, yeah. So does that help? Having you're saying, obviously, you have your own space. Yes. Um, to create, and he has his own space to create the business part. Does that is that what helps is having like a defined line yes. of where he is and where you are? Yeah, it took a long time to get there. You know, you know, we've been in this, you know, we've been working together since the day we met. So for like 15 years. So it took like <laughs> probably more than half of that <laughs> to find, you know, our balance, that place where we belong. What's the first thing you do or say when you're not on the same page with Jesse? The, oh, that's an interesting question. Earlier days, we'd probably get a little heated and there'd be friction and we'd be a little hot-headed trying to find our, you know, common ground. But now it's more like, okay, you know, he's asking me for this. I'm going to deliver it because I respect him. And we've grown it to this level that he deserves to get that from me and vice versa. So... It took a lot of growing up to get to that point and a lot of team around us to get there as well. But I think we're just, I just, yeah, I think, you know, he's so incredible in his role and he was, and I respect him for it and he respects me and my role. So, and my team, like it's, and he lets us rock out, but if he challenges us, which he does all the time, (laughs) um, and it's usually for a very valid reason, you know, we deliver because that's just what you do. But it, it took a while to get there for sure. You know, you think like you're right all the time and right. it's just not the case. I love that. Do you find ever that he's taken more seriously in business because he's a man and you're a woman when you're negotiating and doing deals <laughs> or do you not feel that at all? It's funny. This is such a common question people ask me. When I meet entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs, it's like, probably one of the first things they like to discuss with me. And I feel almost like badly because I haven't really been in that situation. Um, I've been in board meetings with all men, you know, but I'm also there with Jesse. So if they crossed me, they'd be naturally crossing him. So, you know, I don't, I haven't been put in that position where I felt really uncomfortable. Which Um, is great. Which is awesome, yeah. you know, but I don't have, like, I know how the industry is and I know that women find it difficult with certain men. I've seen it, but we just don't give them that opportunity to go there. And if they do, if we, if we sense it, we just know that it's, they're not the right people for us. And we just walk away from it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that's. I've got my man right by my yeah, side. Yeah, you know? that's a, it's, it's called different. an insulating, it's called an insulating factor. It's like a protective thing that. 
They yeah. talk about like socially, it's something that happens when you have that other person there. So people won't um, like challenge it. Right. Because they're yeah. not going to cross him. Jesse also is like, a, they're not. Yeah. They're not going to be like, no, well, cause he's going to be like, mm, no. And when he sees when I like falter or, you know, I get nervous or, you know, I don't feel fully comfortable. He'll step in. Mm-hmm. Like he senses it right away and. He's like, we got this. He saves my butt big time. We love it. <laughs> you guys are a dream team. <laughs> Thank um, you. Sometimes. Most of the time. but yeah. We love it. Thank you. Um, so Coco has told us that you and your team travel pretty often to Brazil and New York. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously COVID yeah. is out here ruining lives. Mm-hmm. So I guess the question is, how do you, how has COVID affected your business and how are you guys moving forward as travel continues to be obviously a pretty big Limited. issue. Yeah, our borders are opening on the 35th of February, so. That's uh, that's a good line. <laughs> You're very yeah. correct. We traveled a lot um, in the earlier stages, uh, especially to Brazil, because we were sort of bouncing around agents and teams there. So we needed to be there. We needed to be there to feel touch, you know, go to the tanneries, figure out our team down there. And we traveled a lot in the earlier stages because we had to. Um, and it was fun. You know, I traveled when I was pregnant both times. I pushed it right to the limit. You pushed I had to everything to the yeah, limit. I, I think like you can't travel like after six months. And I was like, I was that like, you're like, you know, I can. I'm going to do it because I have to do it. All the trade shows and everything. Now we have a great team in Brazil. We have an amazing agent. He gets it. We keep things pretty simple. When we need to travel to New York, we will. It's just like traveling to the office. We don't find ourselves traveling too much now for work because I think things can be done really well remotely, especially this year we have to. But we've sort of been pushing ourselves in that direction a couple of years ago. We used to travel a lot, a lot. I mean, we used to leave our kids with my parents all the time, which they love and they miss. (laughs) We don't do it as much anymore because we feel that, you know, our time is best spent here creating and being amongst the team and and running the show and trusting our team in Brazil and our reps around the world to do their job. What about the trade shows? Trade shows are not, uh, they're all remote now. They're all, yeah, virtual. Really? They are. How does that work? I know. I feel like they could have gone this way a couple of years ago. like, I could have saved so much money on my boots. Yeah, I know. Right? Everything's loaded. Your collections are loaded up on a platform. And I don't run the wholesale aspect of it, but I know that we just loaded a bunch of products up there and we leave it to the reps to deal with the, with the wholesale accounts. But yeah, everything's done virtually for now, at least. Mm-hmm. But there is something nice about being in person at trade shows and meeting your customers face-to-face. On that note, is your Toronto team back in the office? Uh, we've had this conversation, <laughs> Kat. Uh, we were we were going in that direction. We were, and then you know this mini second wave, you know, came right, you know, crashing in. Our creative team is it's hard to not be with the creative team. Mm-hmm. Creatives need to be around yes. people. We need we all sort of stimulate each other's creative juices. So whenever we have a shoot or whatever we need to meet, no one is ever resistant. Like they don't resist it. We all come in and we all respect each other's space. So it's more of like, yes, we're not in the office permanently, but whenever we call anyone into the office, it's, there's no pushback. You know, I was there all day yesterday. I'm, I'm right from here. I'm going where we have a shoot there and it, it is what it is. 
but we haven't felt too many setbacks from it, but it's an interesting world. We'll see where it goes. It's working to a certain level, but there's something about human interaction, you know, that, especially with the creative team, for sure. We've stuck, we've stuck to our bubble. You know when they'd say, you have a bubble? Yes. Um, the artistic director, Jen, she's been in my bubble since day one. We never parted. We can't. Yeah. We feel that. We need yeah, each we other. Definitely, we definitely yeah. get it. <laughs> I'm, we're 50-50. Like 50, we make up 100%. And Sarit as well. You, you, our whole creative team, it's impossible to be away from like, them. guys, we're all in the same bubble. We're just going to have to be okay with it. But they're, they at. are okay with it. That's perfect. Which is so cool. I'm lucky. Um, I love it. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so your latest apparel drops with Tiki's are Obvio Fire. Thank you. Um, as, as noted by our tiny Bieber Harlow, who will not wear anything except for that. If that doesn't tell you something, guys, I don't know what does. <laughs> but um, what inspired you to jump from footwear to apparel? Because obviously you've come full circle. You started in apparel yeah. and you were like, no, and went to footwear and now we're back here. Yeah. It's crazy because we've been doing footwear for 10 years or 10 years when we launched clothing. It was a huge transition, but we, you know, all of our customers were asking for it. And we thought, oh, you know, maybe we collaborate with someone and test it. And so you don't have like such a, it's not like a huge liability. And then we just thought, you know, screw it. We're going to own it. You know, we're going to do what we know how to, what to do best. And it's, you know, simple, clean, like it's literally like the ethos of our company, you know, it's just simple, clean, everyday classics or silhouettes translated into clothing. It, it goes into everything that we produce so we can do it. So we, we gave it a go and we had no idea how it was going to be perceived. And I believe we launched with Collection 01. We had so many colors, uh, but we have just like a, a very focused capsule collection and it took off. Like it just, I don't know if it was timing. I don't know if people were just waiting for it for 10 years. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, but we got really lucky. I think it was also the content, the marketing, you know, everything that we put behind it, the love, you know, the feeling. And we, we yeah, we got really call it lucky or convenient or something that was missing or people wanted, but our customer just, we even had a lot of first time customers just went into the clothing and not from, they weren't originally, you know, flip-flop or sandal wares. It's, it's wild. So now I feel like we almost have two companies instead of one because we did footwear for, for so long. And on top of it, we have clothing so it's just, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, love it. I mean, I can go deeper into it, but. Initially, when you had started out with the clothing 10, 15 years ago, oh, God. how did you know when it was time to walk away from that? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think that it's funny because we were in the best showroom. We were actually doing really well. It just wasn't our passion. And we had this idea of, of tiki's and that just felt right. So we just decided to concentrate 100% into that. And we just phased out Trove clothing. So wait, right. hold on. You remember Trove you. clothing. Like, oh, trove, like treasure Trove. Yes, yeah. I remember. Yeah. So wait, you walk like just to 
bring it back to this. This is super interesting because lots of people walk away from things that are failing. You walked away from a successful business that you were making money at. I just didn't feel right about it. I didn't feel, I felt so right about Tiki's. Like, it was just like, you just, it's like that light bulb idea. You just, mm-hmm. it's a concept. It's not a fashion thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's like, oh, you're you in the right. fashion world. And I mean, I appreciate fashion and I, I I love it to a certain extent, of course. But yeah, I just, it didn't feel right. It stemmed from, gra- like I was a graphic designer and I was putting graphics on t-shirts and it took off. And then it turned into like this crazy story where we had a meeting with Holt Renfrew and they're like, you know, it's doing so well. When's your next collection dropping? And Jesse had, we had no experience in this. He's like, oh, in two weeks. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, I walked like, out of that meeting now? and I'm like, are you crazy? Are you absolutely out of your mind? He's like, we're just gonna have to make it happen. So we, I mean, we did. I mean, it wasn't two weeks. That was a stretch. Um, (laughs) But then, you know, we really got into it. And yeah, we were in the the best stores. It was trending in a a positive direction. But Tiki's took over. It was like what we were meant to do. You clearly made the right choice. Yeah, we made the right choice. It was, yeah, it just, it felt right. More of a vision. I love it. Thanks. (laughs) My friend's dog ate one of my Tiki's the other day and I was... I was like, they order me them. my new pair of right now yeah. <laughs> before I kill you. I'm going to fight this. is crazy. My yeah. whole thing was ruined. I was like, give me my shoes. You know how many emails we get from customers saying my dog ate my tiki's? And, you know, customers would be like, what do I do? I'm like, what? That's well, bullshit. Yeah, let her, that's, that's a you bullshit. problem. Bullshit. I was like, 100%, what? That's 100% oh, oh their my God. Problem. We can write a book. <laughs> but, but we got a, a massive German Shepherd. And, and then your dog ate he, your tiki's? Yeah. They, <laughs> and you felt it. I was like, I'm such a, an asshole. I want to go back like into the archives <laughs> and like funny. say, by the way, I'm going to gift you a pair of tiki's and your, and your dog. <laughs> you know, I'll give him an old pair. You know? <laughs> it was actually devastating. It was yeah. very upsetting. <laughs> Sorry. No, well, we'll hook you up. Your fault. <laughs> Don't worry. She ordered me a new pair on the it's spot. It's always my fault. As an owner of a business, it's always your fault. Well, I'm that's because cool you that. make excellent shoes with amazing yeah. leather that's delicious for dogs. For all. So <laughs> they're sort of chewy. <laughs> chewy and soft. He's like they're teething. What's the first thing you say to someone who wants to start their own business? Another question that I get asked all the time. It's not easy. You know, it's you're you're gonna have a lot of naysayers, probably more naysayers and yes. Sayers, if that's even a word. Do what you feel is right. You're going to hit some walls. When you hit the wall, break through it. Uh, not, I'm part of my French, but screw what other people say. If you feel it in your gut, go for it. You know, you got to have a lot of grit. There's many times throughout this journey, through the blood, sweat, and tears that still exist that I've wanted to throw in the towel, but it's the people that push through that point that become successful. So just trust yourself, know that it's okay to fail, learn from it, pick up and be solutions oriented. Find a solution. There's always a solution and just have a good attitude because that's think, something you can control. Do you think you, you tie in somehow your like determination and love of sports? Is there any correlation between that and business? 
because you're so determined in fitness. And I've known you for a long time. I remember watching you when you were at art school in New York, <laughs> lying on your bed watching you like do a design. I'm like, it's fine. It's totally perfect. You hand it in. And she's like, it's meticulous. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, Carly, can we just go out and get a drink? She's like, I'm not done yet. <laughs> like, you are so determined. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Sometimes when I felt low, Jesse would be like, treat it like you do sports. You would never give up. You're so determined. You always want to be the best. Like you're that competitive girl that like does it with a smile. Just do it, you know, just do it. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> do it. Sheila <laughs> Buff. I definitely think that that translates into my work ethic. Um, yeah, I was... Like I said, I was a gymnast, a competitive gymnast when I was young, and it whipped me into shape, and it made me mentally and physically strong. So I think that, yeah, it's that determination of never giving up and just pushing through, even when you feel just, like, debilitated, like, just, like, stripped back and, you know, all those yucky things you don't want to feel. You need to feel those things, too, in order to, you know— feel your like your full strongest best you know it's okay to be vulnerable what do you do to take care of you in the midst of all of this oh wow wild craziness (laughs) i work out (laughs) (laughs) i need like my hour to myself of like i look at it as like peace you know we're like it's torture i need to be tortured um (laughs) torture me slightly (laughs) yeah i don't you know I don't do so many things for myself. I don't care to as much, you know, not to sound cheesy. Like it's all about my family and what they want now. I'm at a point in my, in my career, in my life that it's all for them. And that makes me feel like it's for myself in a strange, in a strange way. I just, yeah, I just want to be the best I can be for them. But yeah, working out um, is like, is my Outposts, you know, my, my, uh, what's the word for it? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're amused. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's my hobby. It's your moment. It's like your free. It's, it's your my moment. hobby. It's, it's your time for you. It's my it's moment. Self care. It's my. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm almost not, puking no. at Catalyst as my self care. <laughs> well, listen. I've learned. I, I have to self care with outlet, my outlet. outlet. That's thank you. Not my thank outlet, you. That's oh, the word. My that's outpost. 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 Yeah. She is a sports gal. <laughs> I'm not like. I'm not like a spa girl. I'm not like a hair or nails. Like I don't do any of that stuff. I don't. That drives me nuts. I get really restless. 
So yeah, like sweating and like just feeling strong is like, is my thing. If anyone follows Carly on Instagram, you're going to know oh, that God. this is true. They have family that works out together. They're like holding each other upside down by the legs. <laughs> like it's crazy. That's Jesse. Awesome. He's nuts. In a good way. Yeah. Best In a, COVID motivation. Yeah. Well, crazy. Like, well, they're at it. <laughs> I've got to work out. <laughs> He's like, there's a panda challenge. I'm like, or a koala oh, challenge. What's that? Is it when you jump up on... So hopefully someone bigger than you. And you have to like, you know, circle yourself around them and then go on top and underneath and end up hugging each other. And I was like, oh my God, yes, a challenge. This is so exciting. We're doing it. He's like, not right now. I'm like, no, no, right now. We're doing it right now. And I'm posting it. I'm so excited. I love challenges. We love you. Oh my God. I love it. For everyone listening, literally go to her page and look at her husband and then look at her. Oh God! It will just put this all into context. It's very important. <laughs> Thank you. How do you stay creative during these times? It's no different from before. Uh, like I said, I, I'm a bubble. I yeah. mean, we're all together. We all lean on each other. Uh, we all have our jobs, but you know, I, I'm so blessed to have such an amazing team that supports each other, that builds each other. You know, we all roll up our sleeves. We all get dirty. We all get into it. Uh, and we just, when we launch something, we've never launched something and, you know, half-ass or feel like, oh, I wish I did this or I wish I did that. There's some things we learn from, but we all push each other to get like the best product we feel is right for our brand. So we're, the creative juices don't really die down. This time hasn't, if anything, I feel like we've been, more communicative. Like we've been talking to each other more, more has happened. So we're probably even more creative now than we were before COVID in a strange way. It's all about and the spell. team. Yeah. yeah. All about the team. It's all How about the team. How do you build the team? How do you build the team? How do you build the team? Oh man. How do you one. build the team? I know we've had conversations <laughs> about this. It's not always easy. It's not always perfect. You get those bad seeds that you know what those bad seeds can do. But I think Building a good team is setting the tone. And I feel like immediately, and Jesse and I are the tone. We're filled with love. Our children are that way. They're loving with one another. We're, you know, there's so many people that are like, you can't treat your employees like family. You, they can't be your friends. I disagree. I really That's disagree. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. like, Scoot, why? Why? Where is that written in a book? Like, you do what works for you. Um, I, the second I see someone with a bad attitude that Mm -mm. they get, it's out, they're out, they're out. I want people to come to work, wake up and feel like grateful. Like I I can't wait. I want to be around these people. These people are my family. It gives me like a reason to get up and go. Like that's my dream. That's what I want to put out into our environment. So when we interview people, it's, it's initiated right there. You know, I, it's important for Jess and I to be part of that right from the beginning, because then they know what they're getting into. And the second someone has, you know, a shitty attitude, mm-hmm. they get a talking to, if it doesn't, you know, correct itself, they're done. So only good seeds, only good people. You spend yeah. so much time with the people you work with. You do. This is always my argument. I'm like, we better like each other. Literally. Or it's not going to be... If- this stress. It's just it's too stressful. Yeah. You should not be stressed, especially if you've created this company, right? Exactly. It's your baby. There should, like, things will be stressful, but 
the whole like people around you, like they should just compliment you. They should feel like they're adding to you, not taking away. Because it's supposed in my head, it's supposed to be, and this is the same like in any relationship, like because a job relationship is mm-hmm. a relationship, but it's not. It shouldn't be adversarial. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be me versus you. It should be us versus the problem, mm-hmm. which makes it way easier to deal with. Because at least if we're all like in it together, we're like, oh, this fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we're like, okay, don't worry. Like we're all on the same page. Still love you, but yeah. fuck this. This is trash. But <laughs> you can do it together, and it's yes. it's okay. But when it's the other way around, and you're fighting all the time, it makes it. Literally impossible to do anything. It's poisonous. Poisonous, good word. Yeah, it's poisonous. It's all about us, not I. Yeah. Learned that early on. We love it. Um, I had to like go back and rewrite emails. uh, You know, sometimes you just need to not just leave it in drafts. I. Yeah. No, no. It's like, it's about us, we. We, us, our. Yeah. Um, What's next for Carly and Tiki's? Oh. Can we get the tea? (laughs) Well, this is good timing. Um, Perfect. We are launching Men's and Kids. Mm -hmm. As you guys know, uh, Harla was one of our amazing models that killed it in the campaign. (laughs) Full natural. Uh, So it's interesting because we've always been just uh, a brand for women. So this is our opportunity. We've tried with uh, flip-flops and it's been a bit more difficult. It's, it's tough. Men don't love things in between their toes. They're picky. Um, you know, the sizing also gets heavier. So we've tried so many things there, but we have an interesting opportunity to branch out into an everyone brand. So we are launching men's and kids alongside women's and we're really excited about it. And there's tons of more things that are coming, you know, so good. It's a, yeah, it's good. I mean, Jimmy has one, right? Jimmy wears it all the time. I just had a question because of something you just said. Yes. What do you do when you fail? What do you do when you fail? So I'm not saying that the men's um, flip-flops failed, but they maybe weren't as successful. Um, They didn't Mm -hmm. light on fire the same way other things. How do you pivot from failure? That's interesting. That's like, you know, with men's and also we try to close toe. Um, and that wasn't, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, the Inez is still in our, in our brand, the oh Shirley God, Inez, the it's still the, yeah. the, I love the Clio. Okay, I I went of course you're buying. I was like, I was like the Clio. <laughs> the Clio. Well, the Clio is like the Inez. It was just a, a harder leather. So it wasn't for everyone. We give it a go, but you know, we look at the data and if it's not good for our brand, you know, we don't want to put money into it as well. You know, there's other places where it needs to go to. Um, now, as we're growing, I, it's it's a it's a faster decision. We can know right away. We also, from data and from experience, um, not that we don't fail because we do almost every day. Um, we almost know what our customer is looking for. We're talking to them more. We try to do a higher end line and use leather outsoles, which is like the outsoles, like which hits the pavement. And it was more expensive. It's pretty, but no one really cared for it. Mm-hmm. So we're like, you know what? We're going to put that same silhouette on our classic rubber outsole. And it was successful. Right. You lower price points, it's approachable, and you don't need the fluff that goes around with it. So it's just... Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, it's just being solutions oriented, just figuring out a way to fix it. Like you can't go back, just look forward. You know, it's like what you tell your kids, like don't, 
don't drown in like what ifs or whatever. Just pick up, figure it out and move on. And if it fails again, then it's out. And as a creative, does that not kill your soul sometimes? Uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it's like, I I understand the data and everything. It's just sometimes I get caught in like, but but yeah. I love it so much. Right? Like, and it just feels so, so right. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. the shoes that yeah. I wore here that yeah. I live in, the Ines Sherling, but they're like cheetah. And I don't mm. even like, I'm like a cocoa butter plain girl all the way. They're so rocker chic. <laughs> and every time I wear them, people compliment, they're like, oh, that was coming out. And I was like, no, can't do it. You know, it's not, it's not our Tiki's girl or it's too expensive. And, and it like puts a dagger through my heart. <laughs> So I just order more samples from the factory and one day we will produce them and hopefully I will not fail at it. But yeah, you get, you get very passionate about it. You know, it's, Mm. but sometimes you need to do what's best for your brand and I'm okay with failing too, but I need to know that I've put everything into it before I fail. And if I fail and I did that, it's okay. It's fine. It stings for a little bit. You move on. Have some tequila. (laughs) (laughs) Always the solution. I love it. Well, you heard it here first, Coz. Uh, you guys can keep up with Tiki's at T-K-E-E-S because we know uh, we can continue to expect fire from our girl, Carly. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Thank you so much for agreeing to sit with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I know sometimes so you flattered. get nervous, but you I weren't so nervous at all. You're my girl. That's okay. <laughs> and it's your home. I'm happy yeah. here. It's nice and comfortable. I'm not in a boardroom. True. No. Fluorescent lighting over top. <laughs> <laughs> ew, ew. Worse. Oh, God. <laughs> Vomit. Coz, thank you for listening to another episode of Conversations with Coco and Friends. Don't forget to rate this podcast on Apple and follow us on Spotify. Keep up with our day-to-day by following at Coco and Co. That's C-O-W-E on the gram. Thanks, Carly. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Bye. You're the bestest. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. 
For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.